0: I am recording.
1: I am also recording. Right now.
0: Wow, we are the record brothers. The, the, what was it? Uh, Boomer Bros? <laughs> uh, is that, what is that from? Was that from a previous episode of
1: ours? Did you hear about it? Someone said uh, when they were talking about our name, they said, oh, they prefer
0: Boomer Bros. I don't hate it as much as I should.
1: Oh, uh, me neither. I was
0: like, whoa, what happened there? I mean, we're not boomers, but it's f- it's a funny meme, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, we're not boomers, but, you know. That's why it's funny. If I was a boomer, I'd feel bad. I'd be like, oh, you're using that in a derogatory way. But yeah. since we're not, I'm just like, oh, you're just calling me like an older millennial. And that's fine.
1: Yeah, I really don't even know what I am, to be honest.
0: I'm pretty sure you're a millennial.
1: Yeah. I looked at some stuff on the internet, and it had different, different like, I guess there's like... Um, <laughs>
0: When you say that sentence, I'm pretty sure you're a boomer now. I looked at some <laughs> things on the internet.
1: I looked on the internet, I, on the interwebs.
0: I used the Wikipedia.
1: I clicked on the Google and then I saved it in Excel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I typed into Google, what's my Chrome password? My <laughs> uh, it did not give me the answer. Okay.
1: Well, now that you've severely roasted me... Uh, Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to understand my my generation, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, so is the who, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: I thought it was cool to be, what is it, Generation X? Is that, what's Generation X?
0: (laughs) You're like, I thought it was cool to be this thing that I don't even know what it is. No, no, because there was a generation. I think it's like late, like late 80s, early 90s. Okay. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google. Yeah, Gen yeah. Let's X. look it up.
1: Let's look it up. So we, so we're like, we're educated when we're talking about this stuff.
0: What? This is. Oh wait, hold on. Generation X is actually before us. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought that was oh, like dazed I, and confused. Am I thinking right? of Generation Y? Generation X is from 1965 to 1979.
1: Yes, yes. That is the that
0: was. I thought that was the cool generation when we were growing up. Weird. I would have thought, because Gen X just sounds older than us, or younger rather, like more recent is what I meant. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm. No, it's not. It's not. Well, I mean, the internet, okay, yeah, the no, internet not, says, but, right? Yeah, no, I believe it now. Oh, we're, I'm, what, what year are you born? Do you want to say
1: that? Do you want to yeah, give it away? I'm fine. Uh 1981.
0: Yeah, so millennials are 1980 to nineteen ninety four oh, through ninety six. just made it right in. You there. made it, man! But you did barely, barely. I'm actually proud of being a millennial. I actually like the millennial status. You like millennials? I feel like we. Yeah, I feel like we. I I feel like we get a bad rep by older people. We had to deal with a lot of stuff as like as we grew up and like through our through our like you know our our um formative years and whatnot. Like you know, like people. What? I think like what? what did, they, what did they do
1: to us? What did they do? What? what did they do? I mean,
0: what? Uh, I mean, what? you know, several, I, I don't think I've been alive for a single year that wasn't at war. Okay. <laughs> you know? All right. All right. We had 9 11. We had multiple great, dep- multiple like uh, economic depressions. Now you're just you talking I mean, about
1: stuff that I don't pay really much, that much attention to. So you, it's just bigger <laughs> stuff, you know.
0: Can we talk about magic cards? <laughs> yes, please. Let's do
1: it. I was like, whoa, wait a second. You're talking about world issues? Okay. Oh, he's getting into oh, real stuff okay. right now. You're talking about real stuff. I thought you meant like what they did in like Onslaught and like revised and whatnot. Oh you my know? God.
0: We had to go through a lot of tough stuff. Like they didn't reprint dual lands for a long time. Did you know or, uh, how bad lands, creatures rather? were? <laughs> did you... Have you seen legions? <laughs> like that set was like nothing but creatures. The best creature. It was It was terrible.
1: The best creature was... What's that big green creature? Oh, man. Now I lost the whole joke. The big old green creature that you have to pay for green to keep it in play.
0: Oh, Force of Nature. Force of Nature. Have you seen Force of Nature? That guy was a banger. That was the best creature. And then they printed like Spectral Force, which was like a, a fixed force of nature it was it cost it. like five and it was an eight-eight, but it couldn't untap unless your opponent had like black a black permanent i love that card actually i remember it so did i but like i loved it incorrectly in the sense that like it wasn't <laughs> great but i wanted it to be because i was like a i was a naive magic player at the time yeah oh the good old <sighs> days memories man dude we are boomers <laughs> oh god we're <laughs> We're reminiscing about better days. <laughs> Bet the days. All right. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know how this
1: started, but um, did we introduce the podcast?
0: You mean the Boomer Bros podcast? The Boomers Bros. Welcome to... No, we did not, we... but this is a perfect intro for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he Let's... sounds like he's in so much pain. Let's try
1: it on. Let's try it on. Okay. I don't
0: want... Okay.
1: All right. Here we go. Um... I guess I'll, I'll introduce this. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Boomer Bros
0: podcast. I'm here with my co-host. Frank Lepore, and that is a tentative title. That is not the official title. How did it feel when I said it? I, I cringed a little bit. Yeah, me too. I think it's because there's such a negative connotation associated with, like, the bad boomer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, a, it's I, an
1: insult now, right? Okay, boomer.
0: Yeah, right. It, yeah, it's an insult, right? Right. It's like if the, if we called it the Karen Bros podcast, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same connotation, right? Right, right, right. Where like this this name personifies like this the the worst parts of of what it is, you know.
1: Yeah, so like Super Magical Bros is way better. <laughs>
0: That is our fallback. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, wait, wait. I thought that was the
1: leading one. And, you know, somebody offered the Boomer Bros. So we were like, let's try it out. Let's try it on, you know?
0: I don't think it fit. It
1: did not fit right. Sorry, buddy. Sorry about that.
0: We did try it, though. (laughs) I was going to say that, um, so one of the things I wanted to do this week was go over like three of our favorite, uh, Modern Horizons cards. And I've realized that all three of mine are black.
1: Oh, wow. You know what I realized? I realized we oh, tell me. we were
0: talking so much
1: about Boomer brows that uh, brows that I you did, forgot you
0: didn't even get. I didn't even mm-hmm. I didn't even
1: get them. But you know, we could start with you, and then I can steal one of yours.
0: That's good. That's a third. And that will so. get my third one, and then
1: I'll think about mm-hmm. two others.
0: And then yeah, I, you can easily come up with one. I, I think. I and I, then you can just look at a random card from the set and say that's your and third. Just throw and then it next... in there, right? Just be like, yeah, yeah this, this is good. This will do. That's how most kids do their high school homework, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's been so long for me since, you know, Boomer and everything.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to high school in 40 years. (laughs) Hike school? What's that? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) jeez. Okie dokie. And, uh that's our podcast this week thanks for listening guys oh uh, uh, this is time.
1: this has started off awful this podcast has been no, awful. Wait, this is
0: <laughs> no this is fantastic. fantastic you I think you uh don't properly appreciate the value of banter that's what I think is
1: that what you think wow just shots Do fired you? man shots fired was interesting I mean I'm you know I think I'm a good podcaster which means I understand good podcasting. I'm good at definitely... dealing with people, Frank.
0: I'm a people person. <laughs> I'm a <evil> person. <laughs> oh well, what is it you say you do around here, John? I take the
1: specifications of the engineers. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. We have
0: a good time. Couldn't they I, just I...
1: take the specifications?
0: <laughs> no. What do we need you for? <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. I'm a people person. <laughs> All right. That's a good movie. That's a classic. It is a classic. Classic boomer movie, I would say. Oh, man. This is going to stick, isn't it? It's definitely going to be a meme from now on, no. I'm sure. <laughs> All
1: right. I got my top three. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do this.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Yeah, go. You want to go first? Oh, man. You put me on the spot. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, you said you had the three. I'll go first. How about we do one, wanna...
1: one and then one and then one and then one? Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah let's do yeah, that. Yeah, let's mix it up a little bit. All right. All right. Uh, let's hear your first one. Asper Sentinel. Boom really yeah, yeah yeah let me tell you about this card uh first of all so like i'm excited about the modern first of all the set is amazing okay like it's really good i like it a lot um it's just like even cards that
0: i don't play i like that they did it you know what i mean i'm like oh that's cool like um I, yes no i 100 agree with you there there's definitely cards where i'm like not for me but i like that it exists right right and i think it's just like it's so cheeky the set is so cheeky you know so so I heard a, I heard a rumor that – not a rumor, but, like, a theory that since legacy is unsustainable, mm-hmm. that this is kind of wizard's attempt to, like, open up modern to be a little closer legacy so that modern can eventually maybe, like, replace legacy.
1: Oh, maybe that's why I love the set so much because I love legacy, but, yeah. like, I'm out. Like, I haven't played legacy in I don't know how long. And seeing these powerful cards and, like, the different strategies and stuff, I'm like, wow –
0: This feels a little bit closer to that legacy vibe. I mean, there's, like, a mono-green Yawgmoth's Will. Like, there's, like, a green Urborg. There's Solitary Confinement. Upheaval. Like, there's so many cards that I was like, I would not expect to see these in in modern, you know? Right, right. So, yeah.
1: So, what I'll say is, like, okay, I'm excited about the set for so many reasons. I think it's a great set. It's going to sell, like, gangbusters, which is great for me. (laughs) Um, You know? And... uh, I just love that people are excited about it. The reason I'm excited about it is typically I look at sets for, like, my personal enjoyment that can, like, impact my Commander War Chest, which is, like, a, you know, just a a way to play Commander, like a self-contained way to play Commander. And things that impact my Commander decks, right? Things, decks that I have that I like, kind of like pet decks. Um, Yeah. And the third thing is my Zoo Battle Box, which is a... It's like a Brian DeMar's Battle Box, but it's it's a uh, only only spells that are three mana and less. And so it's like a tiny leader. It's kind of like a tiny leader, but it's like it's I, I call it the zoo because um you get like usually you get a land set with a Battle Box. Uh, the original land set was like five Guild Gates, five Basics. Um, this land set is five Shocklands and an Ancient Ziggurat. So like hmm. it's like it's very uh, I like to call it creature based. Yeah, creature-based, like, efficient burn spells. I like to call it, like, damage per second. It's about, like, getting the chunky creatures down, really combat-intensive, and games last about 15 or 20 minutes. So just really quick, you know, games you could play in between lunchtime and stuff like that. I used to play it with my so buddy. So for,
0: th- for those who don't know, uh, do you want to explain what a battle box is? Yeah,
1: I can explain it. Um, so a battle box is basically a self-contained... Um, project I, and some people liken it to like a type 4 stack or something it's a stack of cards and you put it in the middle of you and in your opponent and then you play from the top the unique features of the battle box are there's no lands in the stack so each player gets a land set okay so when i say it's five shock lands and an ancient ziggurat i get five shocklands and an ancient ziggurat my opponent gets five shock lands and an ancient ziggurat Uh, You put the – you shuffle up the the battle box, put it in the middle, and then you start. So you can play one – And then everybody draws off the same deck. Yeah, you draw three cards, you know, because you're not going to draw lands. So you draw three cards, all gas. They draw three cards. And then you play your land. You can play one land a turn, and you go. So –
0: that's and having the lower mana cost is a lot. Uh, it's a lot better for like making sure you're going to have early plays that the that the early turns aren't going to be empty and you're doing nothing.
1: Right, and it's just very like you have to really time your spells and it's super efficient and like you know you play an, a wild nacatl and you got a three three on turn two and you're untapping with like a
0: lightning bolt yeah.
1: and you know a thought seize or something. You know what I mean? So it's very. Yeah, and uh, I've
0: also. It's also I've heard it done like with um like with no land at all and you just play like your spells are free but you get to play like one spell a turn.
1: So that is type four. Type four is like you get a stack.
0: Right. Okay. You, you can- yeah. That's. That's a good point. You're
1: right. You can, you you don't need mana. You can just, and you get, there's activation rules. Like you can activate so many times different abilities and stuff like that. Uh, this one is constrained by mana, but the mana is, is outside the game. So you can play it each turn and you don't ever get, you know, uh, mana flooded or you don't ever get uh mana short, right. Or mana deprived. If you yeah. will. Um, so the, the commander war chest is essentially the same thing, but it's a little bit more complex because it supports commander. So it supports a four player game and, uh, it, there's a lot more to it, which I don't want to really get into right now, but basically those three things are how I evaluate a set for my personal enjoyment, yeah. you know, like if there's cards that can go in my decks in the commander battle box or commander war chest is what I like to call it. And then, or in the zoo battle box. And this first one, Esper Sentinel, checks all those boxes. Okay, it's something that will go in the Commander War Chest because it's an artifact. Uh, It's kind of like uh, it's it's draw cards in white,
0: you know? Yeah, Um, which is rare. It's very Mentor of the Meeky.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like like Mentor of the Meek, and it's kind of like um, you know, like a a Ristic Study, if you will, or. Uh, Oh,
0: it's very much like rustic stuff. Yeah,
1: something like that, you know, or another another one is um, uh, Mystic Remora, you know, kind of reminds me of Mystic Remora, and so uh, having that in white is really cool, because in the Commander War Chest, your colors matter, and also getting an early body matters, because what we usually do is we put the we put the um, the monarch in the middle, and the first person to deal damage gets the monarch. So, like, if you can imagine, like, okay, turn one, you're playing the Asper Sentinel, and that means you're probably going to get in and steal that Monarch, you know? And everything they play, you're going to draw. So it puts it puts kind of like a, it gets the white player in a good spot. Um,
0: yeah, being able to come down early and also, like, the, ha- having Monarch pressure is very relevant mm-hmm. in, uh, in cubes or battle boxes or what have you that have Monarch abilities. I have, like, six or seven Monarch cards in my own cube. And so I tried to make, uh, a lot of them are the courts. Yeah. And I tried to make it significant, like I'll put a significant number of enchantment removal in there because of that.
1: Right. And I see why you would do that in a cube, because when you're going one versus one, the monarch yeah. can just run away with the game, right? If yeah. there's no way to like interact with it. In this, in the in the Commander War Chest, it's like you're drawing nothing but gas each player. And so a lot of times, like, the bottleneck is the mana and not the cards. So the Monarch really gives people more kind of card selection rather than, like, a big advantage. Uh, But it is kind of enough to incentivize people to play creatures early and get the game going. Because with these Commander games, you don't want them to last forever, right? You want to get those, like, get the game going. Let's get damage. Let's push you know, and so I've rarely seen it be a problem. Uh, I also have a lot of enchantment removals and ways to deal damage and stuff like that. So, so yeah, this is uh, this is one of those cards that checks all those boxes. As you can imagine, great in the in the uh, zoo battle box, right? For the same reasons,
0: uh, it's a yeah. I actually assumed this was be solely because it was like just Rhystic Study number two and like a commander deck, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and also I have a I have a Rick, I have a Rick commander deck, which is a humans commander deck. And this is a human. So I
0: would love so to run Rick, this in there. I was like, Rick, Commander, huh? Yeah. who's R- Oh, Rick, Rick from The Walking steadfast Dead. steadfast leader, my friend. Yeah, love it, dude. Love it. Frickin I actually love the, I, I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead Secret layer. I think it's super cool. Are you really? Yeah. Our listeners just dropped right now. Brrr. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's very controversial, but like, I don't know. It's not, a, I, I just don't think it's a huge deal. Like if you like it, You can get it. If you don't, you don't have to. And like I know it's like, well, it's limited edition and um, you know, it's it's if you you know, it's if I wasn't able to get it during the limited release, like I then it's it's still available in the secondary market. They're not that much more than they originally were, and like I don't know. It's it just doesn't seem like the biggest of deals.
1: Right. I think it was the problem that people had was like the door they were opening or the precedent that they were setting, right? Uh, by printing cards that are unique in a special edition like this, right? They were like, what do
0: they call them? Functionally unique, right? So that means yeah, because there's not a yeah, unlike the Godzilla cards from Ikoria, for example,
1: right? Like it's like the only place you could get a Rick is the secret layer, right? And like if Rick is playable and you need four of them in any constructed format. Which I guess doesn't really matter these days, because Constructed is like, whatever, you know. Commander is what it's all about, so you only need one. It's really like... (laughs) But, uh, you know what I mean. Like, if if you ever needed it in Legacy or something like that, you would need four copies. It would be hard to get them. That means you have to buy four of these secret layers or pay
0: the the inflated price of Rick, right? I mean, the thing is that, like, if you're playing Legacy and you need these cards for Legacy... Getting four of these secret layers or four Rick specifically is gonna be one of the cheaper components in your deck, I think.
1: Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? Like
0: what's <laughs> let me see what Rick goes for right now.
1: That's uh it, I think it's
0: about $40, 50 bucks. Rick MTG. Rick Steadfast Leader is the name of the card. So you can get them for about thirty-six dollars, right? Thirty six dollars. So, I mean, how much is that? Like one fifty for a play set? I mean, not everyone's I mean, balling out of control, you know then you're not playing legacy though like that's that's less than one dual land you know what i mean like it's just not what's saying. i don't, know what, to, I don't know what to say to this right? argument
1: this argument it feels elitist but i don't i can't i can't i can't argue it you know
0: i <laughs> i hear what you're saying i i mean i'm just saying that, like it's 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 comparatively not more expensive than many of the cards that are already in your deck right unless the unless like, legacy the rick is deck a is, is a mono format. unless
1: the rick deck is a mono white deck then you didn't buy dual lands
0: there you go but then you still have, like eight, how much is what's either vial go for? Oh man, <laughs> hold on, let's find out. Aether vial. All right, I, I hear your point. I hear your point. Either all is forty six dollars. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying the that. the cheapest either vial is forty six dollars. It's a it's so a like, precedent thing. It's not necessarily what happened, right? I mean, I and I understand that, but mm-hmm. people tend to get upset at things that they. That they think will happen that have not yet come to pass. And that's really, uh, I think that's really frustrating for me because slippery slopes are literal fallacies. They're not meant to be, you know, backbones of arguments. Wow. So like, like don't argue with fallacies and be like, I'm afraid of this is happening in the future. Don't be just live your life. If it happens again, then we can address it. But right now it's just a one time thing that has not happened again. Like, I don't know. That is, just, that's
1: good life advice. Not to worry about
0: things that haven't happened yet, right? Right. Like, it's like, well, you know, it's like, oh, my computer broke. And now I'm like, well, oh, what if it breaks every day for the rest of my life? <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I guess that could happen theoretically. But why are you worried about that? That would like, be bad. It hasn't happened. Nope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a silly thing to worry about. I don't know. All right. <laughs> enjoy, the cards, I, enjoy the cards you know enjoy the cards
1: i'm not prepared i'm not prepared to have this uh this debate and i really you know to be honest i really don't have a lot of uh passion for the other side of the debate either you know i'm just kind of like uh to me you know it's cool like wizards is printing products i think that's a cool thing you don't have to buy the products you know you, you can say, right, I don't want to build correct. a Wreck deck, you know? Okay, boom, you did it. You figured it out. So to me, it's like, okay, like I had to come to grips with that for myself personally because, you know, I want all the products, but, you know, I can't have all the products. So I just need to, like, I guess c- come, you know, come to
0: grips or be at peace with the fact that I'm not going to own every Magic card. It's just not going to happen. And that's the thing. Like, I, I think a lot of feeling towards Magic and Magic products is is quite literally driven by FOMO. Like people have this fear of missing out. Uh-huh. And like people will sooner think a product is bad and, you know, of poor quality just because they can't afford it or they know they're not going to be able to get their hands on it. Like they will sooner trash talk something than, you know, than just be like, "Hey, this is not for me, but you know, I hope other people enjoy it." simply because they can't get it themselves you know i think that drives a lot of people's feelings on things
1: yeah i think the trash Shock too is makes people feel good you know uh i don't know if it feel good <laughs> but like it, it there's a release that sad. happens right there's some kind of like yeah you know have you ever seen that movie fight club you know uh there's a scene in fight club where he's just like smash it's, it's one of the new guys the new guy shows up to fight club and then they have a fight, right? And he's just smashing his face. And he gets up and he's... I wanted to destroy something beautiful. Yeah, I wanted to destroy something beautiful. That just reminds me of sometimes yeah. how people approach a situation. They're just like, I'm just going to destroy this just because I need to like release, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I think people just like to be negative and tear things down. And... I don't know. It's I think it's discouraging.
1: I think that's not giving them enough credit. You know, it's not I don't think it's that they just want to be negative. I think there's stuff driving that, right? There's there's currents underneath, right? Stuff going on sure. in their lives, there's other stuff like just driving that negativity and they need to get it out, you know? They need to like exercise it in some way. And I think complaining or smashing something is is one way to do it, you know. Is when people one way people do
0: it, and
1: I'm not saying it's the yeah, healthiest I, way. I'm just saying it, no, it's, it, it's not. Is, that's you know. the thing, right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what is so? So while we were talking, I said enjoy the cards, and maybe that's maybe that's the title of our podcast. We can call it the Enjoy the Cards Podcast. Enjoy
1: the cards. I yeah. I do like that. I like I enjoy the cards. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that it limits us to cards. But hey, you know. um, we have, to, we have to draw a line and stand somewhere, right? We can't just be open-ended. I guess if we make a huge <laughs> popular podcast, we could just rename it, right? Every week. Enjoy the games. Boom. Did it. You know?
0: I like it. Yeah. Good games. <laughs> GG's. So one of my favorite Modern Horizons 2 cards. <laughs> <is. laughs> I am a big fan of the card, Damn. <laughs> I think this card is pretty revolutionary.
1: Wow, revolutionary. I mean,
0: I mean like it's it's literally Wrath of God. Yes. Um however So <laughs> I I have this thing where people say strictly incorrectly. Okay. And some people will be quick to say this is strictly better than Wrath of God, but it's not, right? This see, interestingly enough, damn can be um, spell-snared. Spell snared. Spell spell snared, right. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Wrath of God could be disdainful stroked, right? So right. it's not necessarily better per se. Um, but it's so versatile that like I literally could take, I took out like two, I took out Winds of Abandon and something else from my cube to put damn, in and I could take like a black removal spell and a white sweeper out and disreplace those both and it left me a free slot. Wow. And it's like, it's not destroy a non-black creature. It's not destroy a non-artifact. It's just destroy any creature. It can't be regenerated. And then you can literally put it in a completely mono white deck and still cast it as a Wrath of God. It's so I'm like, like it, it might as well be double faced, right? Like you could have da- you could have like this two this black black card on the front and then two white white on the back. Like Yeah, totally. This is essentially like a double faced card. Yeah, I love the design.
1: It's very elegant super elegant in design uh it one of the funny things about this is uh you know my my, my discord is very wholesome and my stream is super wholesome right and uh you yeah yeah I, I go i try i shoot for that you know and uh never and uh we have in one of the things we do is we do this thing where we pull a card and you know uh we pull it out of this thing called the juice box and then i i send it to the person right and in there there's a there's a damnation right so they started yeah. calling it dangnation. Because, you know, wholesome, you know, wholesomeness, right? <laughs> so, like, when they were started talking about this card, they're like, oh, the new card, dang, you know? Or, like, <laughs> they're like, Medina, you, See, can't, it's so funny you it's... can't ban us, bro, because it's the name of a card.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, that's what I was going to say. It's so funny because you're torn between, like, <laughs> let's keep it clean, but also, like, I mean it's a literal card name yeah, so man. what do I do?
1: I think it's okay. I think it's okay Frank. <laughs> I think they're just testing you. They're like let's see what let's he does with this. Let's test the limits. They're like, "Huh, I don't know,
0: you know, but I just Yeah, it's interesting cuz they clearly only printed this card because of you and your community, you know. They try to get me. They're getting me. That's what That's, they're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's really nice of them to do that to think of you. Why did they like, not give also, it to me
1: as a preview card then, you know? Come on. You know, that
0: would be a good one to get. Yeah,
1: they they re- they really could have got me then, you know. I've given up on preview cards from Wizards of the Coast, though. <laughs>
0: same. <laughs> same. <laughs> oh, so same. Uh, yeah. Okay, I like, what's, I your, second, this card a what's your second pick? it's a good pick. It's so good, right? Like, it's really strong. But, like, it's so... It's like, I love cards that do double duty. Like, not in, not in a single deck, but like, hey, I can play this in this kind of deck or in this kind of deck. And it's just, it's so versatile.
1: Right. It's also cool, like, if you think about it from a, like, actually, it's kind of funny you say that, because it's kind of cool from a collection management perspective, too, right? Because you could have four of these and play them in your mono black deck, you know, and then, like, yeah, also play them. Yeah, or your white X control yeah, deck. Yeah, in your white control deck, you know? It's like, that's kind of a cool thing that you, you, you invest in this play set, right? I don't know how much these will be. I don't expect too much money, I... but, you know.
0: Uh, i don't know i don't know how any of these cards are going to settle like we were talking about it right before we started recording but the some of the pre-release prices a lot of the pre-release prices are through the roof hold on one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen we're 13, playing the 16, counting game 16, 17, 18, 19. 19 cards 20 20 cards are 30 dollars or more Woo! That's insane to me. Dang. No. <laughs> and then there's five more that are $25. Wow. Wow. What uh like it's just
1: that's so much like it's so many rares. Yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna stay that way though,
0: because it's just this product is gonna be open so much. It's just that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm hoping <laughs> that like it's the mark because like I'm not even here for like for like, oh please retain all this value like i just want to get a hold of these cards so i can play with them and put them in my cube and what have you you know
1: yeah yeah i think it's we're gonna see a lot of drop because and it depends on when we're gonna see the drop because here's the thing i don't know how much product is available early i assume a lot because i at first i assumed it was like short printed but i've been talking to my lgs's about hey i'm gonna need some of this stuff and you know one of them is like oh don't worry we're getting a lot you know like cuz i'm like oh that's great to hear yeah they were like i was like hey what's the deal with this Modern Horizons 2 stuff like do i have to show up here you know with uh with full body armor and like you know a sword or something do i have, a to, or a- do like, have to get to, in line to, at 4 a.m. To, to battle for this am i am i camping you know you know yeah <laughs> like and and uh the guys like uh you know oh, he's like, don't worry about it man we, we, we got we got plenty he gave me that look you know like,
0: you'll be able to, like, you'll be able to We get got some, you. We, you know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the this, this set is exclusively meant to like improve and, and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, bolster interest in modern, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, if it can't do that because people can't get a hold of these cards, then what's the point, you know?
1: Well, uh, I think that in the long term, that's, the, let's be honest, okay? Yeah, sure. The, the, what's on the wrapper is let's bolster interest in modern, right? The point of this set is to w- make Wizards of the Coast a bunch of money, right? <laughs> so, like, I think that's the principal point of the set, you know? And I think that, you know, some short supply in the beginning followed up by, like, a big Amazon dump would be a good way to make a bunch of money, right? Like, if your boxes are hiking up in price because people can't get them early early in the first wave and then they drop a big wave on amazon for like a that's like a you know a slightly discounted price and then just blow them out right they just blow out you know that's a good way to make some money so it's a cynical view but hey that might be one of the approaches i it's a cynical view but they're still a business right right. so i thought that i thought that they were going to do it like that but i i was reassured by this This talk I had with the LGS and, um, the other LGS I said, I talked to, they, they said, Hey, we, we got you down for like a good amount. He like, he said I could reserve a good amount and I reserved it. So I'm,
0: (laughs) so I did. Yeah.
1: He said I could. So I did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I took it. I, I did it.
1: Um, so we'll see, uh, you know, who knows what could happen? You know, maybe it doesn't show up and then we're all like, uh, okay. Rip.
0: Yeah. Maybe somebody hits the truck. And then it falls off the
1: truck. And then, yeah. And then they're on the black market, you know. I got to <laughs> go into some, you know, shady places to get my boxes, you know. Who knows?
0: Yeah, you're like, hey, come to the back of the subway. <laughs> we'll hook you up with some some Modern Horizons, too. I'm like, too. I'm good, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to pass. I'm good. I appreciate the offer, though. Oh, man. I, did I
1: ever, t- What's did your- I ever tell you about the, uh, the time I was in Boston and uh, some guy started chasing me?
0: No. no, why is oh, this, man. So, this is so random? This
1: ri- reminds me of that situation because it was like actually a situation like that. I wasn't going to get boxes. I was walking around Boston and I had walked into like a more of a bad area. You know, I was like just walking. I was just wandering, you know, and I walked in this area that's kind of like shady, you know. And uh, as I was walking, I'm like, oh, I realize, you know, you, you have that realization when you look around, you're like, oh, like, you know, you're. You're in. You're not in Kansas anymore, right? And yeah. so, like, I'm like starting to make my way out, or where I thought was out of the situation, right? Because I'm like, I don't know where I'm at, but I think I should go the other way, you know. <laughs> so I start walking <laughs> I to go in the opposite direction. <laughs> I start walking, and this this guy's like, "Hey, hey, baby boy," and I was like, I was like, "Is he talking to me?" You know, like I don't want to look at him, you know, because you yeah. know. And he's like, "Baby boy," and I'm like, "Oh boy," I'm like, "Uh-oh." He's like. Hey, I got my baby boy? I, got,
0: I got what you need and I'm like, I'm good and I just started running. <laughs> uh, so it sounds to me like you weren't interested in what you need, no. which is kind of weird, I was right? like,
1: I'll think about what he had later, you know? And then <laughs> if I decide I Now I, is not the time. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what is it that I need? Probably not what he has. I don't know. I'm going to take off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he did have what I I'm need. No expert, I don't know.
0: <laughs> but
1: oh boy yeah
0: you know it's probably for the best that you ran and i'm glad i did i'm glad i did always what's your second (laughs) modern horizon (laughs) keep it it sometimes i look back on the day and i wonder what i gave up (laughs) keeping the keeping the podcast on
1: on its rails uh second one would be constantly another black card okay so my first one was a white card you picked a black card well hey that's funny you picked a black white card and now I picked a black card. So it kind of in between, right?
0: Okay. Yeah. Now we have two white and uh two black. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So mine's Dothy void Walker, Dothy void Walker. It is black, black creature, Dothy rogue. It has shadow, which is rad. It's a three, two. And it says, um, <laughs> which is rad. <laughs> it is rad. Um, If a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, instead exile it with a void counter on it. Sacrifice Dothi, Voidwalker. Choose an exiled card an opponent owns with a void counter on it, and you may play it this turn without paying its mana cost.
0: I like this card a lot.
1: Me too. Me too. I think this goes, like in in all three of those, this also checks three boxes for me. It goes in my Coralash deck in Commander, any mono black deck, this is just great to have. Man, he loves Coralash. Also, it has shadow, so like when I put, when I put like a huge uh, equipment on it, I can still smash with it. So like you know, that's great. And there's huge equipment for. Coralash. It's basically
0: unblockable most of the time. Yeah,
1: which is awesome. So there's that, and then it goes in the it goes in the commander war chest, right? Because it's like a early creature triggers that Monarch has a cool effect, is unblockable most of the time. Again, Monarch, you know, and then also the Zoo zoo battle box boom you know but it's two two mana. two mana fits the bill it's a three two for you know a a two mana three two with shadow that's insane okay it doesn't block in the zoo battle box but still it's it's an
0: aggressive creature you know one thing i wish is that it it mill it had a kind of a self mill right like it feels very much like a creature that would like when it deals combat damage mill one card or you know like Put it, put a card in a graveyard, and then you could that gets to go in its pile that that you can choose wow. from.
1: Well, you just you just want this thing to be super broken, then, right? You just
0: yeah. I mean, like, well, th- at that point, like, <laughs> it's just kind of like Thief of Sanity, right? Like, you're getting a you're getting a card every turn, but like, yeah, it's like Thief of Sanity, it, but like one mana less, and like
1: deals more damage, and is unblockable, one power
0: more, it <laughs> <laughs> gives you well, Thief lets of you cast is it for free, flying. <laughs> The casting it for free is nice, right? Like, so you can be like, "Uh, let me see your hand. Discard Cruel Ultimatum." Okay, I'll play your Cruel Ultimatum for free. Like that would be sick. Yeah, it's, that's the dream. I just want that. I just want to play their Cruel Ultimatum. Yeah, because can't you play this and then like, you know, maybe
1: like on the following turn, just like grief them and like, you know, yeah, right? yeah,
0: you definitely could. Yeah, I also I also left off all of the elemental incarnations off my top my top three because another thing John and I are going to do is rank uh the elemental incarnations in order of our favorites. Right.
1: I also um, left them off just because they don't hit my
0: top 3. So
1: Yeah, take okay, that. that's good.
0: I think so I think Grief is w- it, Grief is the only contender for my top 3, I think. It's just a very very strong card. And I think it's like the second most expensive card in the set for pre-order. Wow, really? With the Do, do you know what the most expensive card in the set for pre-order is? The most expensive is probably
1: uh man this is a good question uh
0: it's really hard to tell right okay
1: i'm not gonna cheat but why don't you give your second one and i'm just gonna look over the cards to kind of like figure out which one i think will be the
0: okay i'll trust okay. you all right my second i actually had uh dreadwalker Voidwalker, Dothy Voidwalker. I had, that was my, that was on my list as well, but I changed it at the last minute. Oh, wow, wow. And so like, yeah, it was funny that you mentioned it because I was like, oh, that's cool. I just took it off. Um, I actually replaced it with Archon of Cruelty because I think this card is sweet. Oh, wow. Archon of Cruelty is an eight mana card, six black, black for a six, six. And you basically do like a, a partial cruel ultimatum when it comes into play and every time it attacks. So like if you're able to like put this into play and haste it up on the same turn, like target opponent sacrifices two creatures or planeswalkers, they discard two cards, they lose 6 life, you draw two and you gain six. Like this card seems sweet. It
1: does seem great. It's on my list for uh War Chest considerations. So like I definitely
0: like the card a lot. Um yeah. And like one of the one of the main uh one of the main reanimate cards in the set is Persist. Which is two mana, and you return a non legendary creature from the graveyard, from your graveyard to the battlefield with a negative one, negative one counter on it. And like, f- for me, I play cube a lot, so I'm used to it. But for those who don't, there's not a ton of things in modern that reanimate for two mana. Like, that's a good deal. Like, that's like exhum, animate dead, reanimate territory. Yeah, for sure. The only problem is that it's non legendary. So you're not hitting like the big four or three, which is like 10 mana Ulamog, Iona lesnorn or Gristlebrand, right? Right. But the Archon of Cruelty is not legendary, and I'm pretty sure this card was specifically included to be like a great reanimate target that's not legendary. Like, it feels very made for that. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Wow. Sarah's Emissary might also be similar. That's another 7-mana card that's a 7-7, seven, seven. And when it enters the battlefield, you choose a card type and you and creatures you control have protection from the chosen type. So you can just play Sarah's Emissary and name either instant or sorcery. And you're pretty well protected. Like they can't so they can't path your guy. They can't fatal push your guy, things like that. So
1: yeah, I was thinking of Emissary and too. It, it, I like Emissary in general just because like maybe not as a reanimation target, but like just playing it and be like creatures, right? Because then it means all your creatures are unblockable.
0: Yeah, they all have pro creature. Right. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, and also you can play it in the late game and, like, do an alpha, and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. I win the game. Like, I mean, yeah, you can tell this this set, there was a lot of built-in, like, reanimate targets that they want you to use because they're like, well, okay, we're going to steer away from legendary creatures. Hmm. Same thing with, like, um, Unmarked Grave, right, which is the the Entomb which searches for a non-legendary card. Yeah. So. Yeah, Archon seems cool, and especially, like, if you're able to put it into play and hastily attack the same turn. Like, getting double of those triggers is pretty nuts. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that card seems good. I mean, I, again, I don't know if it's going to, like, I don't know if it's going to break Modern, per se, but it's a fun card, and I could definitely see myself putting it in the cube or something, so. Would
1: you, like, you probably prioritize it in the cube over, like, being a
0: contender in Modern, right? Yes, yes, I yeah. would, for sure. Because it's just, it's it's, a, it's an expensive card, and, like, Gristlebrand is still the better option in Modern. But again, like if a lot of your, um, a lot of your like reanimate spells cost m- four or more, mm-hmm. like makeshift mannequin on barrel rights stuff like that. So like, if you want to take advantage of the two mana persist card, like this is a way to do it. Right,
1: right. I was thinking like Sire of Insanity is a pretty good target for the persist card.
0: Sire of Insanity has always been like a card I look at and I'm like, this is a big effect. <laughs> Like, why doesn't this see more play, you Right, know? I'm in
1: the same boat. I, I'm, like, always, like, wow, this card's pretty good, you know? Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I've narrowed it down to three cards that I think would be more expensive than... What was the other one we said were, was super expensive? And then there's... Uh,
0: yeah. Grief was the second okay. most expensive Grief card. is the
1: second most expensive. Then I've narrowed it down to three cards that are probably more expensive than Grief. And I don't know which one to pick. Let me give you my top 3 or my 3 that okay. I think. And let's see if I'm curious. let's see if I'm completely wrong. If I miss with three three options, right, to miss. Okay. Uh Ragavan, the little monkey mm-hmm. would be one of them. Um the other the one, little the little monkey. Uh the other one would be uh where is that? Um subtlety, the blue uh incarnation interesting or the third one did i lose my third one where's the third one uh okay the third one would actually be another blue card the Merktide regent so those are the three oh okay those are the three that i thought would be kind of high priced right uh well you are correct i'm correct about one of them
0: yes oh now to narrow it down hmm you have mentioned the highest, as far as the site I'm looking at, you have mentioned the high, the card with the highest pre-order price. Okay, so I'm going to say
1: it's between Merc, Merc Tide, Regent, or Ragavan. It's between... You are correct again. It's between the one of those two and... Oh man, this is my whole reputation is staked on this choice. <laughs> is it the Burndeck? I, well,
0: I don't know about that. Is it the Burndeck? Cuz you literally it, picked like two rares out of the entire set and I think that's good. Oh man. Um which one's overhyped? I'm going to go with Ragavan. I think that I think you, I, you nailed it. Did buddy. I oh, oh man. Ragavan is is Ragavan at the site I'm looking at is pre-ordering for $80. $80. Which is insane. Wow. But here's the caveat. One of the only other cards that is out of stock for pre-ordering uh-huh. is Murktide Regent. Yeah. Yeah. That one's getting a lot of hype for Eternal formats. So I have no idea what it could be. That could be more now. Oh, yeah. It could be more. <gasps> so you named the most expensive card and the card that's out of stock, so no price oh, wow. information. Wow. That's savage. So that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good in terms of like randomly, ge- like just not randomly, but like uh, you know, guessing on the spot which which card is more expensive than Grief. Like those are two great choices. Yeah, so. but if
1: you told me like pick the top three, Grief probably would not I probably would not have guessed Grief.
0: I don't think I would have either. Yeah. Like it's kind of, it feels so utility to me like, oh cool it's like a discard spell, it's four mana, whatever. Yeah. But like yeah, it's it's sixty five pre oh order price. Oh my like,
1: that feels like a fifteen dollar card to me. Like
0: <laughs> it might be eventually, right? You know? But I think this set is just so hyped right now that yeah, I think we have to. Everything is so high. That's the
1: thing is like you have to. First of all, these are pre pre order prices, which of course, right? You know, the, they're they're like wild. You know, they're just like crazy prices. But um, yeah. The other thing we have to like that I have not like kind of adjusted my mind to is that this is the most expensive set ever. And so like the boxes have been most expensive, you know. Um well I don't know That's a really interesting I, uh, Is it the most expensive statistic. set ever? It's pretty close. Uh if it's not if it's not actually the most expensive set ever. But what I'm saying is like I have not adjusted my mind to these actual like draft booster boxes are like 250 270, you know, which is different than like a draft booster yes. box that comes with you know, that's, that's basically $120, $130. So it's like double the price. So maybe like a $15 card, something when I look at it and say, Oh, that's a $15 card. Maybe that's actually a $30 card, you know, um, because of the, the price, you know, but again, the dynamics are going to, the way that this washes through the market, the dynamics are gonna be really interesting because the EVs high enough with the boxes, people are going to mass box open. Um, if it's not high enough, then we'll see a crash, right? Because what'll happen is like, there's, this is going to be so expensive for stores to like play this game, like for stores to own modern horizon two boxes to have on hand. It's like really expensive to do that because they're more expensive for the stores to buy too. I think they're like 180 a box or something like that. And so like the store doesn't want to carry like, you know, $10,000 worth of modern horizons too, you know? And so There'll be a little bit of a game of chicken there where like once a uh, demand starts to wane, like the customers are like, eh, I don't really want to pay that much for a box. There's going to be kind of people rushing to kind of get their invoice paid. You know, they're going to want to, Yeah. Like I need to get rid of this stuff because like,
0: you know. Holding onto it's just costing right. you money.
1: Unless it is, unless it is like I originally feared like short printed. If it's short printed, there'll be enough like stores will sell everything. And if that's the case, it's good for the stores, but it's going to hurt the the consumer because it to be more
0: expensive it's just funny because there's so many factors that like we can't really account for and we're just gonna have to kind of watch it unfold right right It it'll, and we can't well, it'll be wild but these do?
1: prices will not stick in my opinion uh, most of them like i think 80 dollars for that that red card is just that's just absurd it's just absurd
0: i agree i agree but i think it's also a, a situation where people don't know how to price them yet you know So like you'd rather, it's a situation of like, better be safe than sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. But again, that invoice comes calling, you know, that's true. You got it. You got it. And I've done this before. I've worked with stores where we did, you know, pre-sales of singles. And I know that feeling. I know the vibe. I know when you start seeing people drop their prices And you're like, we're never going back. Oh, no, I have to do the same thing, right? And we got to chase? Are we going to chase? Are we going to, you know, at what point do you stop chasing? There's times where you have to just let go. And you're like, nope, I'm going to wait for these to rebound because I'm not going to chase. You know, like when you start selling, you know, these little ragavans for, you know, $25, like you probably got to (laughs) stop chasing at that point. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, you know,
0: you're like I'll just hold and hope they go hope up. they it's hope like they a, go at back a certain to like when it's not worth you know, it,
1: thirty five or you know whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm throwing numbers out there. Who knows? You know how close those numbers are. I'm just instinctually yeah. like, oh, I, I don't know. This looks like a this much card, but you for real pricing, you have to watch the pricing data. You have to watch the market. What's selling? What's not selling? You know, velocity, all that kind of stuff. So,
0: just a little caveat. What is your third? favorite card third third card you want to talk about in the set
1: i am gonna say uh we you know i i feel bad because we kind of like talked about this one already and i wonder if i should pick another one because we already talked about it but it is my third favorite no i think that's fine what do you think talking about the one that we already talked about
0: that's yeah no i think that's fine yeah i I think you just want to be i think it's i think it's more important to stick to what your favorite is rather than like make up a different favorite okay
1: well, I mean, it'd be the fourth one. That's all. Okay, so uh, <laughs> my favorite is Garth, Garth One Eyed.
0: Oh yeah, Garth is great. I just, I, yeah, that's, I, I love that's a good. Choice. I love what
1: they did with it, man. It's so cool. I'm gonna put it in the Commander War Chest because I think it's gonna replace um, Kenrith, because Kenrith is very like, just good stuff, right? It's just kind of like this thing has so many abilities tacked onto it. It's kind of obnoxious, right? And I think the the Garth is, like, kind of cool. It's in the sense it's like, oh, this is not this is not as powerful as Kenrith, but it's cool.
0: But if you want to tap with it, like, just putting a, a Black Lotus into play is just a, a cool thing I to think do. That's gonna, I
1: think that's another reason why I want to have this in the war chest. Someone's going to pick this commander, and they're going to be so excited to play a Black Lotus, and I'm going to get, like, a really sick Black Lotus playtest card printed up. You know, so I'm going to have that in the war chest and I'm going to have, I'm going to have actually a sick, like of each of those, right. I'm going to have them like custom designed. And so I'm going to have one of each of those spells and uh, maybe two, I guess two of each in case they go ham and get two of them or whatever. Um, But then I think this will be a really great thing. I think it'll make for good stories in the war chest. It'll be a fun thing and people are going to want to do it. So I think it's way better than Kenrith in that respect for making stories, creating drama, And creating a better experience. So I'm excited. And also it's just really cool that Wizards did it. I like the card. Um, You know, I, I like the fact that
0: you're making a copy of a spell card. Like, I don't know. It just seems cool. Can I tell you something that bothers me? Yeah. That they made this card that literally makes five different retro cards. Six different retro cards. And they did not give it a retro frame treatment. Oh, they didn't? No. It, there's a sketch Garth, and there is a regular Garth. Oh, man. I'm going to say right now. Uh, am I, I going to say that? No, I'm not going to say it. Oh, no, I lied. There is one. Oh, is there? I. There is a Garth. Oh, never mind. I've been redeemed. They've been redeemed. Oh, wow. That's great. I made this whole thing. I could have sworn there wasn't. I was looking... I was like, "Which one do I pick up?" This, I, I guess I'll, I guess I have to get the sketch because that's the only one that exists. No, there is a retro frame Garth, and I am glad to, glad to be able to say it. Yeah,
1: J.K. Everyone, there is a retro frame. I eat my words. I eat my words. How do they
0: taste? How do they taste? Mm, not great. Not great. Not great. <laughs> Delicious.
1: Okay. I'm looking for it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want that old I know. border one.
0: I feel good about oh, it. That looks great. I want old border everything. Like if it comes in old border, that's what I'm getting. Like that's how, that's how it works. You know? <laughs> right on. So my third pick is another black card. Three black wow. cards, three for three. Wow, your
1: black section in your cube must be pretty weak.
0: I actually might've also, <laughs> well, these just replace other things. Like I don't actually straight up, like just keep adding black cards. It has eighty six black like, cards. It's and 40 a forty of every it's other. It's a torment candle. cube. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyone who gets the mind sludge is doing very well. <laughs> Torok. Dread Cantor. Oh, I kn- this guy is great. I love this card. I, I should have known this is going to be on your list. You're 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 really hot for this card. I am man. It's great as a four drop. It's good as a two drop. Like, it's it's just like really solid card. And like you know the queue has him to torok so it's, i think it's really cool when these characters who are from magic lore that you've never seen before right you just hear them referenced in like you know flavor text or card names Yeah. like when they actually get their own cards like i was actually kind of irritated that um who was the who was the legendary creature tormod that that was an uncommon in like commander legends right. and i was like this dude Tormod's Crypt has been like a, a sideboard staple since it was printed, you know, like for the longest time. And this guy couldn't be like a mythic or a rare even? I mean, he is really good, though. Whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, create a tapped 2-2 right. like zombie creature. That does fit for Tormod's ability, too, with with uh, graveyards and He's whatnot. really great. Like... And there's a... Go ahead. I was going to say, there's, there's also a Tormod card in Modern Horizons, Tormod's Crypt Keeper.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, if you have things like um, Scrabbling Claws or, like, Withered Wretch, right, then, like, one mana yeah. makes a tutu,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, because, and you can also make one every single turn as well, yeah. so it's not, like, yeah. Wait, is it only
1: use it once a turn?
0: What? The ability? Can't you use it multiple times? Oh, no, you can use it multiple times. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if you have multiple abilities, you can like exile a card each turn and still get. I guess that oh, doesn't wow. matter. Right? You could just do it as many. Times. You know, it's, well, it's, it's, the
1: thing is, like, it's so it shows, like, it really just shows that you don't play commander that much, you know, because it's like. I'm not talking about making one zombie a turn, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about making That's a funny. big army of freaking zombies right now. Well, <laughs> he
0: does have that he does have that clause which says whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, you make one zombie. You know, so I'm like, "Oh, I can't exile 20 cards, make 20 zombies." Oh, yes you can. You know, it's
1: like you just got to do them one at a time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you exile 20 cards. With twenty separate effects, that's yeah, commander, no, that's bro, right there. <laughs> that's that's so true. Like how we look at things differently. I'm like, I'll do it once on my turn. I'll do it once. You're on your like turn. this card is awful. When it comes back to my turn. I got two. I got two zombies.
1: I'm like, I'm gonna, you know, my thought is like, yeah, I'm gonna make a bunch of zombies and then I'm gonna give them all haste and attack you.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, I was just like, oh, I got a. Did they're tapped though? Right? Don't they come and play tapped?
1: Yes, okay, they do. Okay, I'm going to make a bunch of zombies, untap them. At the
0: end of your turn, yeah. And that's then what at- you do. No,
1: you know what? Scratch that. I'm going to make a bunch of zombies, and I'm just going to sacrifice them with a the Blood Artist in play and blow the whole board up.
0: That's actually even better. <laughs> is Blood Artist each player?
1: No, Blood Artist, I think, is a target, but there are Blood the there are player. Blood Artist uh, effects that are each player, right? I think, like, Zulaport Cutthroat is one that's each player, I think, um... If there is a if if it's not Zulaport, there's other ones that you put in there and then you just, you know, you get each player and then you just target the one with the most life with the Zulaport is each player. yeah. yeah. So Zulaport you get each player and then with the Blood Artist you just nail the one with the most life, right?
0: See, this is so funny because it's com- it's a completely different way to think about the game.
1: Right. Yeah, Commander's wild, man. Like
0: as a competitive player and like a limited player like drafting or cubing, I can't look this is not the first place my mind goes when I see cards. You know what I yeah. mean? It feels like your brain is just rewired because of commander.
1: Yeah, know? it is. It is like that because like the first thing I look at, like I look at Garth, right? And I'm like, oh man, I can untap that guy so many times. I'm like, the only problem I have right now is how do I blink him so I can do it again five times? You know what
0: I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like well, you got to re yeah, but every time you can regrowth the card that blinks them, right? Right, you can do that. You can re- regrowth
1: because you'll have mana from the lotus, right? So there's probably some wild. Um, there's already a card like Thousand Year Elixir, which says creatures with like an activated ability can tap as if they had haste. So you play your elixir, you play that guy, you tap him. You know, you make a lotus. You play the lotus. You make something to untap him. You know, and then you make something else, and then you untap him again. You know, you just like the whole idea is to just keep untapping him. And then blink them and then untap them again and again, you know, uh, until, like, you loop or whatever, you know. I mean, sky's the limit, right? Yeah, I
0: I don't even, like, it doesn't even – I'm just, like, if I can get a couple activations off this guy, that's super cool. (laughs) And you're, like, no, until I absolutely break this thing wide open, I'm not satisfied. Because it's, like,
1: you know, there's framework for this stuff in Commander. There's, like –
0: yeah, that's true. There's, like,
1: Ysan, right? Ysan is, like, a, it's a green creature. It's three mana. And, like, the whole point of the Ysan deck is to untap it a million times and get, like, a combo out, basically, right? You keep going to search for creatures and you keep doing it over and over again. Or uh, Prime Speaker Vanifer, you know? Uh Vanifers is yeah. another one, right? You just, you got this like chain, these complicated chains that you have to go through and then it's eventually you win. Right. Um, and so it's just like, there's the framework for, you know, Garth. And the other thing is you get all the colors. So now you just use one of those untapped frameworks and you like break Garth. Right.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're like sounds fun (laughs) no i mean it definitely does but like it's it's so much like it's so interesting because like it's so much work and i know like it's 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 totally enjoyable for people too like this is a thing that's like fun right but like it's so funny to like because it's like you're solving a puzzle within your own deck whereas like i think building a constructed deck for like modern or standard or what have you is just it's a lot less intricate and it's a lot less self how I say like self-referential like it doesn't have to like like every component kind of has to go together in a in a in a commander deck you know well they
1: could right it's like you're getting so what you're getting from me is a certain type of commander player right Uh, the kind of commander player who likes to build machines, right? I like to build machines. I like to build decks that are intricate, that have, like like you said, every piece of the deck feeds into the deck, right? It all is part of a a, a machine, you know? Some people don't really like to do that. Some people are just like, I'm going to play a bunch of elves and I'm going to crater hoof you, you know, like... That's how I'm going to win the game or some people, you know, true, some yeah. people are like, I'm going to play a bunch of stacks pieces and you're not going to be able to play magic and then you're going to concede, you know, like it just <laughs> depends or or some people are just like, look, my whole goal is to get all the pieces of the Weatherlight legacy or saga onto the board. You know, it's like if I could do that, I don't care if I win or lose, you know, like. So you're talking to one style of commander player, and that's why it sounds like exhausting, right? Some Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, other people might be, you know, there's other people who play commander like CEDH, right? Which is way more like competitive in the bend that you're talking about where it's like, all right, I have a very linear like thing that I want to do. What's the most efficient way to do that and to defend it, right? Like CEDH is like yeah. that kind of style of play most of the time, you know? So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I can't wait till you play Commander and, like, you know, actually start to experience it. I think you'll enjoy it. You'll find your groove,
0: and I think you'll be like, I actually like this, you know? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I've definitely played Commander a few times. My biggest issue with Commander, which, which is a conversation we'll save for another day, is that my decisions feel less important in a game of Commander than they would in, like, a 1v1 game. Okay. Let's save that. We're gonna, we're yeah, gonna. I think that's a big. We're gonna file that. Topic. We're gonna
1: file that with the, the Craig Wesco discussion, episode. Nice. Right. We got the Craig Wesco discussion episode that we have to put on the shelf. We got the Puka trade episode on the shelf, and now we have the my decisions don't matter in Commander episode on the shelf. Yeah, we
0: gotta, we got a queue. We're, ban- for we're, we're when, banking when these things, things, are things. slow. Yeah, we're
1: banking these things. Well, they're not slow
0: right now because the modern horizon, you know that's what i mean yeah like that's for when things are slow like not right right now of course because this set is hot like gasoline like it's on it's unreal yeah yeah. but um what are let me let before we get going because we're getting close to over an hour now um i rank your so i want to rank the elemental incan incan, incarnations yeah Uh, i wasn't sure if it was incantation or incarnation elemental incarnations incarnations. Including solitude, subtlety, grief, fury, and endurance. These are the five cards. They can all be evoked by exiling a card of, a, of the same color from your hand. Uh, three of them have flash. Two of them don't, and they're all pretty. They're all pretty sweet. But I definitely have a ranking in mind for my personal favorites. Not not necessarily on power order, but just like what I like versus oh, what we're I don't gonna do like. by what you like. I thought we were doing power, man.
1: You could do. I mean, like. Well, because it's kind of subjective if you're just like, I like this one, right? Well, that's the point, right? Yeah, I think it's a harder puzzle to solve. Like, which ones are more powerful? That's all.
0: Oh, do you really? Interesting. Well, it's
1: there's no puzzle to solve if, you, if you're if you like, I like these ones. This is the order I like
0: them in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think there was still a puzzle. For me, I was like, oh, do I like this more or why? Like, I still had to figure out why I liked it more. Oh, wow. And there's a... Like, there's a couple on the list that I'm, I wasn't entirely... There, there are two I'm sure about. Number one and number five, I'm absolutely certain. Okay, about. let's hear those. My number one is Grief. Okay, we could have guessed that. This card is fantastic. <laughs> it's just so, it's so good. Number five is Endurance. Endurance is the green one? Yes. Wow. It is a 3-4 with Flash and Reach for three mana. When it enters the battlefield, up to one player puts all cards from their graveyard on the bottom of their library in a random order. Like, that's just not... A, in, in a lot of games that don't care about their graveyards, like, this just doesn't do anything, whereas all the other ones have very, very strong effects. Okay. I mean, you could sideboard this in, sure, if they have a graveyard strategy. If they have, like, flyers, 3-1 flyers, 2-2 flyers, whatever, like, sure, bring it in. But, I mean, it feels like the the most sideboardy card of the five. Yeah,
1: not main deckable, in a sense. Right. Okay. And
0: you're the other three are kind of like up in the air. I r- I ranked them though. I do like okay, them. Okay, let's see how do you rank um, them. Solitude I have is number two. Okay. Solitude is the three two for five with life link, and it sorts the plowshares when it comes into play. Like I think this card like so, if they play like merit Lage or if they play emerical, mm-hmm. like and you don't if you're tapped out. Like, this is an amazing card to just be able to deal with those things, right? Like, it comes into play. It's a creature that enters the battlefield, so it can target an Emrakul, same way, like, Oblivion Ring can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, it can get rid of Brand, It can get rid of Blightsteel Colossus. So all of those, like, big cards that you're worried about, and obviously, I'm, you know, I'm talking about, like, some cube interactions. Um, this is a great card to just have. And it's kind of like this, this catch-all, like, Force of Will, where, like, you know it's it's great when it's in your hand, even if you're tapped out, because it protects you. And I think this does the same, a similar thing in situations where you need it. Okay. Number two I have is Fury. And, you know, this is kind of like, it's got double strike. It's a 3-3 three three for 5 with double strike, which is basically like a 6-3, which is really strong. And when it enters the battlefield, it deals 4 damage divided as you choose among any number of creatures and or planeswalkers. So it's kind of uh, pyromatics. What's, is that what it's called? Uh, pyrotechnics pyrotechnics I think yeah is that what it is I want to look it up real quick just to make sure we're correct
1: yeah because you know it, everybody gets their correct information from the boomer bros
0: podcast uh <laughs> I I personally would <laughs> I I think it's I think you're dismissing no it's, I think it's pyrokinesis okay pyrokinesis it deals four damage divided as you choose among any number of creatures only this one has the uh you know the the addition of planeswalkers So it's just, I think it's, I think it's good. You're probably going to, it's probably going to be a two for one. And like, if you have to exile a red card from your hand to do it, then it's just a one for one because you're probably going to be able to kill a couple things with this. Okay. And my number three is subtlety, or my number four, I guess is subtlety. The blue one. And the reason this is number four is because I think it competes with Venser, but I think it competes negatively with Venser. Okay. Like it's a three, three flyer. It's great. Um, You know, it's got flash same way as Venser. They both cost four mana. But Vencer is able to target anything, not just a creature or a planeswalker. Uh-huh. And I think that's kind of a big deal. You know? So the only I think I still think subtlety is great. I think it's a really strong card, but it's it doesn't do better. It doesn't do something that, that already exists better. Okay. I guess is is where my, my line was drawn. It's hmm.
1: a good point about Vencer. Um, you know, uh Vencer can, Venser can bo- bounce it from the board as well. Correct.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't have to be yeah, a spell it have per to be say. on the stack. Yeah, which is a big deal. Because sometimes you just want to beat with your three three, right? You just want to play this and beat, but like a lot of times you'd be like, well, what if they play something good? I want to be able to, to counter it essentially. So Okay. Hmm. That gets me thinking. Oh, now it's your turn.
1: Oh, it's my turn. It's my turn. Um <laughs> he says to stall. <laughs> I have them in my head, but the Vencer comment had me thinking. It got me like, hmm, maybe I should reconsider. So like I rated them on power. Um like as far as like ones that I like, right? I'm like I like solitude, subtlety in the I like Solitude and Subtlety in the war chest. Um and maybe Fury, maybe. Uh, the the green and black one will not make it into the war chest, um, and then in the, in the in the zoo why not the black one? Well, because it's it's targets a player, and it's like not commander friendly, right? Would you play thought season commander? That no. nope, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That's a good point. Yes, but like like in the in the zoo battle box, maybe these would be something to play. You know, um, I,
0: I'd be. Even though they cost five, yes.
1: So like one of the rules about the Zoo Battle Box is like if they can be alternately cast for under three mana, then I can oh, then I can play them. So like something like a a good example is um, oh man, now I'm forgetting the name of the card, but it's it's a if they control a forest and you control a uh, an island, you put the creature on top of their deck, um, submerge. So like submerge is yeah. in the in, is in the Zoo Battle Box, you know, um, snuff out is in the zoo battle box. You know what I'm saying? So like, because those are like efficient, like they cause zero mana in a sense. Right.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Right.
1: Um, so like, like it's hard for me to rank them in the, in the sense that I like them because they're in different categories for me. Like, you know, I would have to rank them based on like whatever, but I'll, if I rank them by power, like power level in, I'm just going to say power level in like 60 card formats um, I think Grief is one.
0: Uh,
1: Agreed. Subtlety
0: is two. I still think that's fine. Like, I, I I don't think that's incorrect. You
1: know. Yeah, that's the one I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not sure. Solitude is three. And I, like I, that. I would go with Endurance at four and Fury at the last one.
0: Oh, Fury at five. Yeah,
1: and maybe I'm underrating this, but like, I really feel like as a Dredge player, right? So I play a lot of Dredge and like the endurance endurance is so like
0: good in dredge in the i guess that's interesting yeah like getting rid of graveyards is so ubiquitous in the in constructed formats that maybe it's just right it's like good a good free enough. like it it has flash so like when someone's going yeah. off if
1: the cool thing about a lot of dredge in different formats right like if you're talking about you know um in vintage or whatever, you know, just being able to like, be like, all right, I have this in my hand. You don't usually have a lot of mana in dredge, but you're just like, yep, I'm going to just, you know, kill their graveyard and then I'm going to untap and win, you know, basically. Um, so it's that kind of, I, I think because of the power, like it has to just shut off some decks, you know, like a reanimator deck, for example, right? Like, you know, or a living in deck or something like that, you know, um, it just has that power to shut it off. I, I think you're right. It is a sideboard card, but, like, it is a very powerful sideboard card. Uh, Whereas, like, you have something like Fury where I can't really see it, like, being a main deck card or a sideboard card. Like, uh, it just doesn't do enough for me, like, to really consider it. And maybe I'm just like, oh, man, I I would love to be wrong about this because it would just show how wrong I am, you know? (laughs) But, like, I don't know. Four damage is not a lot it's not a lot and it's definitely not a lot for a red card so like if you're going to remove a red card from your hand um you know and it also does not hit a player right yeah that's true like like if if this
0: hit a player okay you know that's different that's like the fire blast right that's like the see that's interesting you're you're kind of changing my opinion on fury and i kind of changed yours on subtlety and fury kind of just now now that you mentioned it it kind of just feels like a, a little more, like a kind of an upgraded flame tongue, Kabu. You know, right? Like, could you imagine like having a
1: Fury in your hand against like a control deck? You know, you're gonna like, you're that's... gonna get some loyalty off the Planeswalkers, but like, are you gonna kill a Planeswalker? Like, maybe,
0: you know, I don't know. Like, it's no, it's no Inferno Titan, that's for sure. I love Inferno Titan. I'm a mm. big Inferno Titan fan. Oh yeah, Inferno Titan is busted.
1: Oh, the good old days of. Blue red control with Inferno Titan,
0: Jesus. And then the next week it was Frost Titan, because <laughs> because all those Titans saw play and they just varied from week oh, to week. Man. Yeah, I don't know. So I would put Fury last. This
1: is like sixty card power level. Uh, if I had to rate them, and I'd love to be wrong about some of them. I I, you know, maybe I'm giving a little bit too much credit to subtlety, um, but uh, but I do think it's powerful. It's like we all know, like Force of Will, you know. Just, like, that style of card is, like, really good. And the fact that you get a 3-3 flyer with it, like, yeah, is also not inconsequential. Like, there are plenty of times in the control deck, you know, the old Snapcaster Bolt, you know, plan, where, you know you've kind of run them out of resources, and then you're just like, you know what? Snap, bolt, you start attacking for two, you know? <laughs> and I could... S-
0: yeah, and like, you know, Vendillion Click is one of the premier threats in those decks, and that's just three power flyer. That's sometimes just what you Right, need. and
1: I could see the same thing happening. Even if you, like, tap out for, like, a counter spell. not this, right? Let's say you counter, you cryptic command something, right? And then you just flash this thing in or something, you know, and start attacking. Yeah, and then you
0: just attack as the 3-3, right, yeah.
1: Like, I could see, like, control decks, like, turning the corner with this, you know, and being like, you know what? It's time to attack. It's time to go on the uh, on the aggressive. Same thing with, like, well, what is that, Brazen Borrower, you know? Same kind of effect, right? Same kind of thought.
0: Yeah, especially if you have multiples in your hand. So you're not, like, getting rid of the value it produces. You're just kind of, like, putting a threat on the board because you have multiples, you know?
1: Right, right. And you don't have to exile, exile a card. You could just play it for four. And I think it's a reasonable card for four uh, if you're not doing anything, right? And your opponent's, like you know, over a barrel or whatever, they can't cast anything because you're going to counter it. And if not, you know, or it's just like, it reminds me of another one. It reminds me of is like, um, the, uh, basically the mystic snake variants. Right. And, uh, the latest one was a beating. What was the, what was the mystic snake in guilds of Ravnica? It was like, uh, a three, two for four mana. Um, I don't remember, but it was blue, blue, green, green. And it was like, you, you, Flash into play, counter to spell. Oh, Frill, frill Frilled Mystic. Mystic. It reminds me a little bit like Frill yeah. Mystic, right? Because of the tempo gained by countering something and then just started attacking for three. Oh, yeah. so backbreaking, especially if you get to that mid game point where it's just like they don't have anything going on. They play their spell and you're like, nope, bounce it, attack you, you know, like attack you. And then you're just like, now yeah. the pressure's on. They have to do something, right? And, like, what if they try it again? Like, okay, so let's say you're in a control mirror and they're like, Teferi. You're like, nope, bounce the Teferi, attack you for three. And then they're like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, because then you have a body on the right, right? right, And then it's like, oh, I'm so far behind And then they're like,
1: Teferi again. You're like, nope, bounce the Teferi, attack you for six. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It feels good to me.
0: I, I don't think you're wrong. Again, like, I don't think you're wrong. I think the card is strong. And I don't think you're wrong for ranking it where you are, and I think I'm probably wrong for ranking it as low as I did. But again, I think it was more personal preference rather than power. So right. I'm going to stick by my rankings. <laughs> I think Fury was cool. I like it a little less now, but I've ruined. I've ruined, Fu- I've ruined
1: Fury in your eyes. Mm. Yeah. Oh well.
0: It's okay. It Sometimes happens, you have to you know? kill
1: your darlings, Frank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I think we're going to wrap it on that note around <laughs> on that note. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed more modern horizons musings and uh, let us know if you guys want to hear anything or uh, talk about anything specific with us. Yeah. Let, let us and, know. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you, what you want to do.